بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه. The Jum'ah Khutbah is an essential reminder that calls the believers every Friday to increase in taqwa, God consciousness. This series shares Jum'ah Khutbahs that take place at the Al-Maqasid Seminary. Inna alhamdulillah, hamdan yaliqu bi jalali wajhihi wa azimi sultanih. اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الأخيار ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم وإياي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله تقوى الله الذي لا يقبل غيرها ولا يرحم إلا أهلها ولا يثيب إلا عليها وأحسن يرحمكم الله إن رحمة الله قريب من المحسنين all praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most generous, the all-knowing, the most wise. The one who sent to us prophets and messengers to take us from darkness into light and to teach us how to attain his good pleasure subhanahu wa ta'ala. We bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship save Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one without partner. And we bear witness that our noble and beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam is his final prophet and messenger and the seal of prophets and messengers who received the noble Qur'an and who taught us all forms of goodness and benefit and success and warned us of all harm and left us on the clear straight path that none veer from except that they bring upon themselves destruction and we seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's protection from that. My beloved community, elders, brothers, and sisters, I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we have to have this regular commitment to increasing in taqwa, to strengthening the taqwa, the mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is placed in the hearts and exists in the heart. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us, and that one of the most important manifestations and one of the most important places where we can focus those efforts of taqwa that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us of in the Quran is actually within our own homes and within our families. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu qu anfusakum wa ahlikum naran wa quuduhan nasu wal hijara Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls the believers to be mindful of this. And he says, O believers, protect yourself and your families from a fire whose fuel is people and stones. Protect yourselves and your families. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, 
would regularly remind us to take care of our families, the importance of being good to one another. And in a recent lecture, Al-Habib Ali Al-Jifri, Hafizahullah, he mentioned four foundations for nurturing and protecting one's family. And whether you have a family or not, this can still apply in various ways, even on the individual level or with relatives. So the first of the four foundations he mentions, which we'll focus on today, ta'ala, is establishing the family on love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and awareness that he sees us. Establishing a child's upbringing, our, the way that we speak to one another about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Establishing the relationship that we have with our generous creator subhanahu wa ta'ala upon love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the awareness that he sees us. That's the first foundation. The second foundation that he mentions is rearing them and nurturing them and giving them a true understanding of religion. Not just a very surface level understanding of religion that is just about rules, but actually connecting them to the, the chains of transmission back to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, allowing them to ask questions to really giving them the tools for them to have an authentic and genuine experience of Iman that has to be built upon sound knowledge. The third foundation he mentions is having a really strong relationship with your child, having strong relationships within our households with one another. And one of the ways to do that is expressing love to them in various ways. You know, learning the love languages of our children and expressing love to them. Having a strong relationship with them that we might not necessarily be able to spend great amounts of time with our children, but the time that we do spend is quality time, that we are present with them, that they know that we care about them and are focused on them in those times, and that we have a relationship such that if they ever faced something difficult, if they ever were going through something that was deeply challenging, they would have the confidence to come and speak to their parents and to know that they could always come to them in times of need. And then the fourth, uh, the fourth foundation that he mentions is to make dua for them the way that a person who is in dire need makes dua. The al-ilhaah al-Allah, dua al-muttar, the dua of someone who has an urgent and dire need on their behalf. So what we'll focus on today is sowing love in their hearts and establishing their connection with Allah subhanahu wa taala based on love and the awareness that he sees us, subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the greatest ways to do that is to teach them about the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi He is the door to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala's love. And he is his greatest beloved, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. That we should teach them, we should instill within them a yearning for Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. I know when I was growing up, the way that on the minbar and elsewhere, people would talk about religion and talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you just were scared all the time. But really a yearning for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remind them that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He created you. Everything that you have is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, any blessing, anything that you like, it is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given that to you. And in reality, that's true. And really having these kinds of conversations with our children in a very natural way, we should mean it. Children are very perceptive, but we really should mean it. And in our own communities at a, a larger level, we really should establish our understanding of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala based on this love and yearning to meet him, Jalla Jalalu. And also when we teach our children about things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not pleased with, that we say, if you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it's not befitting that you lie or that you harm others or that you do things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't love. So even when we're teaching them about things that they shouldn't be doing, it's not that Allah is out to get you and you should be scared and, and so forth. If I don't see, Allah sees. But rather, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees us and we're doing something that we know is wrong, wouldn't, it, wouldn't you be hurt if you loved someone and then they did something that you didn't like them to do? And educating them in that way. And making this motivation, this motivator of loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala precede even talking about paradise and hell. Now those things are real and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if they weren't important motivators, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wouldn't have mentioned them in the Quran. They have their place, absolutely. But with children, we come from the starting point of love and yearning for Allah and recognizing his favors upon us. And especially, you know, this generation and the generations to come were greatly in need of that. And uh, also we teach them about the blessings of paradise and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to people who he loves and who love him and who obey him and how much we would miss out on if we disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so forth. And actually focusing on the spiritual blessings before talking about the things that are material blessings. Even instilling within children the love of higher realities. And children, they have sound fitras. Their nature is very pure. They will be attracted to that if you make it attractive to them. And if they see that you actually love those things and talking about uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his absolute perfection and beauty subhanahu wa ta'ala, teaching them gratitude. That Do you know that think about all the things that you are thankful for? Your hearing, your eyesight, the food that we have at home, our family, our friends, our homes. We're grateful for all of those things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who gave you those things. And sometimes we talk this way when we're talking about educating children, but the reality still stands even for adults. We need to recognize these realities as well. We should also with children help them embrace their natural sense of wonder. Everything is new. Everything is amazing to them. Sometimes my children will say something that I took for granted. It's pretty obvious at this point. But for them, it's something that they just discovered. And there's a sense of wonder. So that when they have those moments, whether it's about insects or animals or the stars or the galaxies or your body and all of these things, the white blood cells and the red blood cells and teaching them about these various things that we learn, embrace that wonder with them. 
Do you see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created all these things? Do you see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I was watching a documentary on, on hummingbirds with my children, and there's uh, very specific types of flowers. There's one type of flower where the nectar is like 20 centimeters deep, and there's only one type of hummingbird who has a beak that's long enough to get into that specific flower to get the nectar and also to help that flower pollinate. So who created it that way? It was an accident in the documentary. It's all some sort of big accident. A'udhu Billah. Allah is the best of creators. There's an order and a system. And embracing that with your children. There's another type of flower where the nectar is almost like a hook shape inside. Where the petals are like a hook shape. And you can only get to it with a hook shaped beak. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created another hummingbird with a hook shaped beak that gets specific nectar from that flower. So embracing that wonder with our children and connecting it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And children thrive off of that. And then teaching them about a very real, direct relationship that they all should have with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. To know that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa loves each and every one of us. He knows every single member of his ummah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And that we need to follow him. And he's the most beloved of all creation to Allah. And he is our prophet and our messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And learning about his sunnah, his life, his shama'il. And that the way that we become beloved to Allah, that we attain the highest levels of love, is by following the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Allah says, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهَ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Say, O Prophet, to everyone, if you love Allah, follow me, and Allah will love you. One of the most important, deep human needs is to feel loved. It's a deep need. We don't talk about it very often because it's, it's a very deep level of vulnerability, the need to be loved. What then if you become beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and will free you of seeking love from anywhere else? The ways that people go about trying to find value and meaning in their lives, which oftentimes is destructive, but they're seeking that deep need. So from an early age, we teach our children, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you, you attain the highest levels of honor and so forth that we want to meet the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We want to be with him in paradise. We want to drink from his basin. There's a river in paradise that gathers for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a particular place, and he gives people to drink from. And if you drink from the water that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa gives you, from the waters of Kothar, you're never thirsty ever again after that. Miraculous. No matter how good the water is, you get thirsty in this world. But when you get water from the Prophet ﷺ, you'll never be thirsty again. Teaching our children this. But also really genuinely connecting with these meanings ourselves. Telling them the stories of the prophets and messengers, the stories of the Sahaba anhu. Children, you know, I'm speaking just from my own experience, whether it's superheroes or Pokemon cards or whatever it may be. The human being, they're naturally looking for something that is amazing and wondrous and extraordinary. 
if we taught them about the lives of the Sahaba and we made it exciting and we talk about the deep meanings, it should be exciting for us. It's just as exciting for adults, but children have that wonder. They're still interested in things. Tell them about their courage, their patience, their love for the Prophet their iman, their unwavering iman. When we tell them these stories, children love it. And naturally, one of the reasons that storytelling is one of the most powerful ways of educating is I can tell you, you need to do A, B, and C. This is what you need to do. Your nafs is going to kind of, you know, try to find a way out. But when you tell someone a story, they immediately imagine themselves in that position. And then they are interacting with the lessons in a much more direct way. So telling them the stories of the Sahaba, telling them the stories of the family of the Prophet Sallallahu Sayyidina Ali Zayn al-Abideen, radiyallahu anhu, the great-grandson of the Prophet Sallallahu his generosity, his mercy, his kindness, the other descendants of the Prophet, the great ulama, the great awliya, uh, planting these seeds in their hearts early on. The Prophet ﷺ said in a hadith narrated by Imam al-Suyuti in al-Jami' al-Saghir, he said, You know, rear and nurture your children Make them refined upon the etiquettes of these three traits. The love of your Prophet From the, the Messenger of Allah himself encouraging us to do that. And loving the people of his household, his family. And the love of recitation of the Quran. This is the Quran, the gift that we've been given. That this is the, the, you know, if you ever want to really taste the sweetness of how we've been honored with the Qur'an, you should just read the sixth chapter of the Burda. See how Imam al-Busiri talks about the blessings of the Qur'an and the benefits of the recitation of the Qur'an. So we also extend that to our children. And children learn with their eyes more than they learn with their ears. So if they see that you love the Qur'an, they see, I remember when I was growing up, people would say, you have to do this, you have to do that. Not my parents, alhamdulillah. May Allah bless my parents, they did a wonderful job. Jazahumallah anna khayran. But I would see teachers at school and other people that you look to, Quran and Sunnah, this is what you have to do. And I thought to myself as a young person, why are you so miserable? You say Quran and Sunnah, but you're miserable. If that's what the result of Quran and Sunnah is, then I don't know if that's what I want. But when children see the real impact, that's why when you meet one of the awliya, one of the greatest experiences of iman, this is Islam? This is what's possible? These are the people of Allah? Is there any chance that I could one day, inshallah, be like these people? Then I want that. If this is what it means to follow the sunnah of the Prophet then I want to follow his sunnah. If this is the honor that Allah gives his righteous servants, then all this ibadah is sweet. It is well worth it in order to achieve that love from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These various stories. So then we, by doing so, we plant the seeds of love of Allah in their hearts. And then the second part, as Habib Ali says, Hafizahullah, is the awareness that Allah sees us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with us. 
that we have an awareness based on love and reverence, not just fear. There should be a, a healthy balance. Doesn't mean that it shouldn't be there, but not only fear. Oftentimes people have very extreme, uh, they go to one extreme or the other, but based out of love and reverence, Allah sees us. Even if no one else is around, if you take something that's not yours, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees you. And if you love him, you won't do something that he has told you not to do and so forth. So we establish that within them. And also in addition to knowing that Allah sees us, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with us. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu in one of the hadith from the Arba'een al-Nawawiyyah, he teaches Sayyidina Abdullah ibn al-Abbas radiallahu anhu, who was a young boy at that time. Ya ghulam, be mindful of Allah. Keep the, the, the boundaries, the commandments of Allah, and He will protect you. If you're mindful of Allah, you will find Him with you, in front of you, with His support and His protection and His assisting you, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then we also sow that within them. And this is the first of these four foundations that He mentions that insha'Allah, if we put it into practice, that it will help us, insha'Allah, cultivate a family that is firm upon the foundations of Iman and of connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And insha'Allah, give our children some of the tools with which to navigate this very difficult world. And we're all in need of increasing our love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and of acting upon the various ways to achieve that. والله يقول وقوله الحق المبين وإذا قرئ القرآن فاستمعوا له وأنصتوا لعلكم ترحمون وقال تبارك وتعالى فإذا قرأت القرآن فاستعذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ومن الناس من يتخذ من دون الله اندادا يحبونهم كحب الله والذين امنوا اشد حبا لله الله سبحانه وتعالى says the translation of which is there are some who take others as Allah's equals in other words that they worship the, worship them besides Allah سبحانه وتعالى polytheists they love them as they should love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. But the true believers love Allah even more. That they have a yearning for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Azim. Wa nafa'na bima fihi min al-ayati wa al-dhikr al-hakim. Wa ajarana min khizihi wa adabihi al-alim. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah al-Azim li wa lakum wa li walidina wa li jami' al-Muslimin. Seek Allah's forgiveness. Indeed, He is forgiving and merciful. Inna alhamdulillah. Hamdan yuwafi ni'mahu wa yukafi umazidah. Wa nashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lah. Wa nashhadu anna sayyidana muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh. اللهم صل وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله there are so many resources now where we can just even start by every night before going to bed instead of other various stories we can have a 
simple book of the life of the Prophet ﷺ that we read with our children. If we're driving in the car and taking them to school, we can listen to a podcast or a story or the various offerings, educational offerings online about the life of the Prophet ﷺ. And children are very intelligent. They will pick up a lot more than we often uh, assume that they will. And just having a conversation with them about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the akhirah and uh, uh, being aware of Allah that he supports us because the road ahead might be very difficult for them in a variety of ways, but they will have all of the tools that they need and they'll be exposed to all of the lessons that they require with the proper context and support and belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that inshallah will aid them and assist them. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect all of our children and all of the believers and all of the Muslimin, Ya Arhamar Rahimin. Wa akthiru min al-salati wa salami ala al-bashir al-nadhir al-siraj al-munir Sayyidina Muhammadin fa inna Allah amarana bi amrin bada'a fihi bi nafsih wa thanna bil malaikati al-musabbihati bi qudsih wa ayaha bil mu'minina ta'mima fa qala mukhbiran wa amiran lahum takrima إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وعلى مؤازر رسول الله في حالي الساعة والضيق خليفة رسول الله سيدنا أبي بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه وعلى الناطق بالصواب حليف المحراب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه وعلى من استحيت منه ملائكة الرحمن ذو النورين أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه وعلى أخ النبي المصطفى وابن عمه ووليه وباب مدينة علمه إمام أهل المشارق والمغارب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه وعلى الحسن والحسين سيدي شباب أهل الجنة في الجنة وريحانتي نبيك بنص السنة وعلى أمهما الحورى فاطمة الباتول الزهرى وخديجة الكبرى وعائشة الرضا وأمهات المؤمنين وعلى الحمزة والعباس وسائر أهل بيت نبيك الذي طهرتهم من الدنس والأرجاس وعلى أهل بدر وأهل أحد وأهل بيعة الرضوان وعلى سائر الصحب الأكرمين ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار Oh Allah, we ask you, most merciful and most generous, that you make us firm upon Iman and that you allow each and every one of us and our children and our progeny until the end of time to taste the sweetness of Iman and that you give us a steadfastness upon La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam 
and that you do not afflict us in our religion and that we die upon Islam and that we are resurrected in with the gathering that is with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam and that we meet him under liwa alhamd and that we are shaded by the banner of praise and that we drink from his basin and that we traverse the slirat with him sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam and that we are gathered into the highest levels of paradise with our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam and that we gaze upon your noble countenance Ya Arham al-Rahimeen wa Ya Akram al-Akrameen we ask you Ya Allah to protect us from the tribulations of the time and to allow us Ya Arham al-Rahimeen to establish generation after generation of children and people who are firmly rooted in knowledge and love of you and following your Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam inwardly and outwardly Ya Akram al-Akrameen wa Ya Arham al-Rahimeen Ibadallah, inna Allah amara bi thalathin wa naha an thalath inna Allah ya'muru bil'adli wal-ihsani wa ita'i dhil qurba wa yanha anil fahshai wal-munkari wal-baghi يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولذكر الله أكبر. Thank you for listening to one of Al Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.